0: Welcome to Beyond the Pixie Dust, a movement of Disney fans searching for meaning and purpose. Our goal is to gather together with other Disney fans, cast members, and Imagineers to discuss the deeper things of life like hope, grief, joy, and beauty. We want to pursue kingdom-driven lives, so now I invite you to join us as we dive beyond Okay, well today I'm excited to be joined by Michelle from the Disney Fashionista, and there's a lot that I wanna talk to her about, and it's really exciting to I mean, there's so many Disney fans out there, and there are so many people, as we know, who love Disney and go to Disney parks and and report on Disney, YouTube, blogs, websites. But it is very rare that you get to meet or talk to somebody who kind of got in on the ground level of things, and I feel like, Michelle, you were able to do that. Uh, Michelle, thanks for coming on and talking to us and just being able to share your story with us today.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Josh.
0: Yeah, yeah, so um, I, I was listening to, and you're probably familiar with, of course, WDW Radio Show with Lou Mangiello. and so mm-hmm. as far as ground floor goes, I was just listening to one of his podcasts where he said, like, podcasts had just been a thing for like two weeks when he started WDW Radio, and it's probably why it became so popular, because no one was doing it. And so in the same way, um, you're not doing a, a podcast uh, reporting on Disney News, but you kind of got on on that ground floor, it seems, of that previously somewhat untapped area of Disney fan reporting. In this case, which was merchandising. Um, so you know, all of that is covered, and now we have other sites that have sprung up. But it seems as if, to me, in in just the little research I've done, the Disney Fashionista is is one of the top, if not the top, um, followed sites in terms of Disney merchandise. And now you have, I think, 127,000 followers over that much on Facebook alone. Uh, So bring us back to kind of those early days and just tell us some of the story of your idea for this, where it came from, and and how it all started.
1: Well, uh, yeah, we're pretty lucky that I guess I'm pretty lucky. It was me at the beginning that kind of fell into merchandising. I say fell into, but I've always been a shopaholic and I've always been a huge Disney fan. My birthday and Christmas lists always consisted of everything Disney that you could imagine. And um, I've always been a fashionista. I've always, you know, probably dressed differently than everyone else. Best dressed at school quite frequently. Like that was my You know, the things that you get listed, you know, best dresser, you know, most likely to succeed. I was always best dressed. So it kind of fell into when I was thinking of let's start a blog. Why not? It's the thing now and let's see how this can go. There were so many Disney blogs already and there were many travel blogs. There's so many as well as fashion, just fashion in general, but nothing Kind of combined the two.
0: Okay. So
1: I thought, why not combine two of my loves and do Disney Fashionista? Wow. Back then, there was not a lot to find as far as merchandise goes, though. It was uh, it was a struggle to even get a couple of articles a day. That quickly changed.
0: Hmm. Well, were you, just to, to add on to that, were you living near the parks at that time that you could go anytime and just be like, hey, I'm going to be personally there? Or did you have to make a move?
1: Uh, neither. Okay. I don't live local now, and oh, wow. I didn't then. Okay,
0: wow, that's and that's something that you don't hear often with a successful blog like yours or website. Is usually at some point people say, "All right, if I want this to be successful, I got to move to where it's all happening." But that is not what you do. Okay, tell me about that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I go quite frequently. I won't look, probably once a month maybe twice a month, depending on what's going on. Uh, like I said, back then, when I first started, it was more about um, what was maybe on Chef Disney or would find other companies were starting to produce more it was right around when her universe started really pushing their stuff so I felt like I was in on the kind of ground floor of finding her and sharing Ashley's vision um, because that was a new brand so finding things like that and then when I was there at the parks I would be able to find things to write about now I have a large team There's seven of us total, Um, three are local, and one in particular is there quite frequently. She does the Instagram posts, and between all of us, we find what's going on at the park, and that's how we stay current with what's going on there
0: now. Okay, yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense, especially when you have that team that is able to run in, and and okay, hey, it's the 50th, get in there, because I'm working, or whatever it is that you have going on. Um, So... Okay, so, so when you started this then and you're traveling down, you're, you're getting there on a consistent basis, you're starting to blog the website, did you, I mean, obviously you would have hoped that it would have caught on, but did you You feel like, hey, this might really be something, or did you think, well, I'm not so sure? Uh, what were your thoughts going into this?
1: Honestly, I just, I, I love it. It was just a passion, and if it became big, great, and if it didn't, I you have a full-time job as well as this full-time job so it was just something to bring me joy and hopefully bring others joy and if it worked out great and I I got very lucky it worked out quite well.
0: Did it take a long time for um, that you start to catch some traction and, and get the word out about the blog or was it pretty quick that you saw results?
1: It was actually pretty quick for what I expected. I think there were people out there like me who wanted to spend their money on Disney fashion it it was fashion to start now clearly it's just turned into merchandising in general I had so many requests for hey I know you found this great dress do you know if they make you know haunted mansion bedding for your house and I would start looking for that so it did transcend just fashion I call it fashion for your home or I you know whatever I can make that sound like, but, um, yeah, I think there were other people like me out there that were waiting. And when it hit, it was like, wait a minute, it's a one-stop shop to find this stuff. Yeah. And those fellow fashionistas are there for me now.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's so nice to have this team. And because it sounds like um, it, it started with and your passion. Almost, it sounds like is more in the in the clothing area because there's so many things when we talk about merchandise. So you started this like kind of just looking at the clothing and the fashion in that sense.
1: Yeah, fashion, yeah, clothing, um, accessories, and beauty. Okay, which were all relatively challenging to find at those times, except for you know a plain T-shirt or something
0: like that. Yeah, and now, even just going to the website, I mean, you see a lot of that still highlighted. Like, I have the website pulled up now, and, you know, you see tabs that say fashion, decor, jewelry, beauty, travel bags. And that kind of covers what we're talking about, but in the day-to-day of some of the posts... Uh, you know, on Facebook or on Instagram, you're going to see, you know, every once in a while, you're going to see these little zum zumzums, which, you know, are those kind of like stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see these things. So those don't fit into that fashion necessarily, but it's merchandising. So it's definitely expanded beyond kind of that original vision was a little more narrow. And now it's kind of widened uh, as everything has. Exactly. Yeah. So that is something that, you know, obviously, as time goes on, we see more and more, um, how merchandising is a, is a huge part of Walt Disney World and and, and the other parks, Disneyland, other parks as well. Um, and, you know, there's always that joke that it's half a joke, but it's not a joke. And they've even put it into some of the attractions that are... That are uh, they, they'll actually make jokes within the attraction about exiting into a gift shop. And, and you know, that's kind of the joke, but it's also true in print, like 99% <laughs> because there's always um, those merchandising opportunities and even old attractions that you know, they thought about like the Haunted Mansion, you know, what could we do? Could we add something on off to the side as you exit? Um, but they didn't do that, but they still uh, put that, you know, that, that uh, shop right down the street from there, right down the road. Um, within walking distance or, or within viewable distance from the Haunted Mansion. So this idea again that, that for every ride there's gonna be merchandise and now with pins and you know there were uh, there are things that come and go like the Vinylmation uh, years of, of how popular those were and now they're not around. And So all these different things though and things change all the time with the merchandising and you know new things are added on a consistent basis especially for the 50th anniversary. So how do you, I mean, we heard a little bit, I guess, with the team, but is is that the big answer to how do you keep up with all these latest offerings so that you're always on kind of the front edge of of this?
1: I mean, the team definitely helps. Uh, We are all, we all, like I said, have full-time, I don't know if I said that, we all have full-time jobs. And we all also just love to look for this stuff. So we have a group chat. And if somebody finds something new that they think we should, write about wherever they have found it, while shopping online, while looking on Instagram, what have you, they will put it in the group. Um, And we look for that stuff too. I mean, of course, there are the sites you can tell that we write about quite frequently, shop Disney, things on Etsy, what have you, and we'll Mm. look for things there. We'll search. Uh, But there's so much now, you don't really necessarily have to look too hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's true, and, and it's not. Yeah, it's not too hard, and and really, at the end of the day, uh, you you can't cover it all, and so you don't have to. You have to realize that limitation. Um, it, it, I think I was just thinking of some of the posts kind of more recently, uh, you know, kind of what people are going to be wanting to see and looking for at different times of the year, like as, as far as seasonally and things too. So uh-huh. I think it was not so long ago. You, uh, I think it was you or somebody else on the team was doing a live video of all the haunted mansion things that had kind of come up around Halloween time. And, and that's, again, one of those things that, you know, all the, all of the year, there's, there's Haunted Mansion, you know, people who want Haunted Mansion stuff, but especially during this time, they're going for a Halloween visit. They're really going to be wanting to know, you know, what's new, what is there. Um, so you can kind of have those things, you know, kind of reporting on that as well.
1: Yes. Uh, my local writer, um, Lindsay, and myself, we do all the lives of the merchandise. If I'm there, I'll do them, or I've done videos that even Walgreens will have a new release and people want to see it or Lowe's, things like that. And then Mm. locals, if she's there and I'm not, she does the live videos. If anything new pops up at Disneyland this weekend, I'll be doing that. So yeah, people like to see the stuff in person. Uh, They think the videos being the in-person, like if they want to order it on Shop Disney, it's always nice to see the bags being shown. You get a better idea of the size, her, you know, according to the other silhouettes of the bags or your frame. I know Lindsay likes to hold up the bags and show how big they are next to her. So people like that. And I feel like it brings them something you can't just get from reading or looking at dimensions on a store site.
0: That is, yeah, that is so true. And even the, the aspect of not that you're ever going to be negative against Disney or something, obviously you all love Disney, but it, it, the Disney Fashionista is a third party. In other words. we expect to see on shop Disney or anything like all the the positives oh it's so great it's so great and then it's like okay well let me go in person and we're gonna tell you you know what this little this pocket is a little small maybe you know whatever it is you might be able to tell some of the things that I like I prefer this over this and then people can make their decisions not based upon the site meant to sell but somebody who's telling you in person this is what it's really like
1: (laughs) absolutely true and I will say that Disney now that it's been a few years now. They will send me information about some of those releases, usually not too far in advance of if it's being released, if in advance at all. But i that's another place we do get information. Sometimes they'll send like press releases of that information.
0: Yeah, that's great to be in that circle, too, of having kind of that that press uh, connection with Disney to kind of get some of those details uh, on the front end. Um, so, uh, so for me, when I go to the parks, like I'm going to be there next week at the magic kingdom. And while I'm there, um, you know, I, (laughs) I don't, I don't necessarily limit my time in the shops, but I feel like if I were to think about it, I should, because the more time I spend, I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going to get one pin on this trip. And then next thing you know, I'll go into a specialty store again because my I keep using Haunted Mansion because it's my favorite. But I'll go in there and be like, "Oh wow, well they have this special Halloween Haunted Mansion pin. Well, I'm gonna get that then too." And then I keep going and and more and more, and so with as the more I find out, the more things I want. And so you know, we talked about how you keep up with the the latest stuff as far as the blog is concerned. But how do you how does your wallet keep up with knowing about all these things? And then you know, how do you have like. Uh, the self-control over, like, here's all this amazing stuff, but, like, you can't have it all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, You heard me say I have another full-time job, right?
0: Yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so you do own it all, then. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh,
1: my self-control is not fantastic. I will not <laughs> lie. I have um a lot of rooms in my house that are dedicated to my merchandise. Yeah. Again, not gonna lie. But, yeah. um, it's funny, like, eventually you just narrow in on what you really want sure so i don't actually collect pins okay. that was one i just surrendered yep okay that's one i i don't need to get into that but don't ask yeah. me what my purse collection is like
0: <laughs> now do or you use all collection. of them that's the question maybe we shouldn't ask it. do you use your purses at least
1: i do oh you I do i wish i was local okay i would definitely use them more but you should see the current situation on my bedroom floor as i'm packing for my uh most recent trip that's coming up it's there, there are wardrobe changes daily, just so that I can wear all my stuff that I love.
0: Wow, and it all matches together. I'm sure with you of talking course. about the, the yearbooks <laughs> and stuff, I'm sure you wouldn't allow that uh, to not match. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay. Well, is this now? Is that, and is that something that you'll do in the future? Will you will you show your collection, your personal collection, on Disney Fashionista?
1: I actually did during COVID.
0: Oh, hey, great I did idea. Walk yeah.
1: through. The video is still on Facebook. Okay. Um, if you go under videos on Facebook, all the videos, we never take them down. There's one there of the walkthrough of my walk-in Disney Fashionista Closet.
0: OK, yeah. So if anybody's uh, well, I'll put the, the links to not only the website, but the Facebook page and whatnot in the show notes. So you can go there and click on that, go to the videos tab and, and check that out. I had not seen that. But then again, you have a lot of videos, so I didn't have time to watch all of them before this.
1: <laughs> and it was the beginning of COVID. We were trying to be like, OK,
0: everything
1: <laughs> yes. shut down. What do we show? And it did not stop shoppers, COVID. In fact, I think it yeah. made people buy more. And right. I thought, let's share the closet. This is a fun video. We can't go to the park, so why not yeah.
0: show the, sh- the- it? yeah absolutely and I, I think we'll get back into this in just a moment but again I think it's it's that idea of okay I can't uh, experience those memories in person right now but to kind of get me through this time where I physically can't go somewhere maybe if I have a little something um, to, to kind of remind me of that attraction or of that place uh, that can at least give me a little bit of uh, happiness in the here and now um, and, and so yeah like all of these uh, businesses or blogs or whatever kind of had to pivot during that time and what you did Was uh, really creative and uh, although it was very simple as well, and just saying, Hey, here's something we haven't done, and it still brings in viewers, it brings in people um, because you know it's just something that um, a lot of people might who aren't as inventive might say, Well, I guess that's the end of for a couple months, we're on hiatus, Uh, but you just pivot and then and kind of do it a different way, something we never thought would have to happen. You never thought you'd be not physically able to go to the parks,
1: (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so we've had now. Uh, well many years of uh, if we're including Disneyland and whatnot but as far as Walt Disney World is concerned 50 years this month and you know we've had so many different as we just said merchandise items over the years are there a few like favorite things from kind of going back in the past uh, of, of yours personally?
1: Oh gosh, I I don't even know how I would narrow down my favorite items. Um, Some of them were from when I was younger and they were more uh, shop Disney given to me back, you know, from grandparents and what have you. But I think my most recent favorite was actually gifted to me by Disney. It was for the 10th anniversary of Dooney and Burke and their collections with Disney. And I was invited, was blessed enough to be invited one of the few to the release and mm. um they gifted us with a, a one-off of one of the doonies as they had been making the collection so i have a bag no one else wow can have and it, that's that's pretty special to me i would have to say that's totally yeah. number one for me
0: yeah absolutely that uniqueness of that specific thing and and, I, and and again, that's with the, the privilege of starting this site, you have those special opportunities. But I think that even extends into those who, um, who are just an average park goer. Maybe they've gone you know once or twice in their life. And um, it, with, with items that aren't even as unique or, or I should say as exclusive, um, that uniqueness. And so, for example, for me, I've been maybe countless times now. And I live in, in Ohio, so I don't get to go as often as I'd like. But... Um, like one item that I have sitting right next to me, um, my, as I've mentioned several times, my favorite ride is, is Haunted Mansion. I, mm-hmm. I, like riding Splash Mountain, but it's not like I have to go on. It's my favorite thing. But one of my favorite things that I have is, I don't know if it's a collector's item now or not, but it's, a from like 1996 Splash Mountain hat, uh, that has the characters on it. They're riding the ride and it has like a nice. thing on the side that says, you know, you the, the rules to riding, close your eyes, open your mouth. So, um in that though it's not because it's like oh i love splash mountain it's just my favorite thing but it's because before i ever went to disney i read like the Birnbaum guide for kids and i read all these things and i was like set on oh i really want to go on this ride it's so exciting but then when i got there as a kid i saw it the drop and i was super scared so i was like well i don't want to go on it i told my mom i'm not going on it so she tricked me into going into the line well let's just check out the line and so then we got up and got to the, you know, the actual um, the, the log and she's like, well, I guess there's no way off the ride and your dad's not here. So I guess we just got to get on. And then like suddenly I found myself on the ride and was like really mad. But after the fact then was excited about it and, and loved the ride, went on again. And because of going through the experience of actually riding it, then my mom got me the hat. So, again, going back to that idea of, of your story of the uniqueness because of the, you know, exclusivity and like, hey, there's, this is only one of a kind. Also, for those who don't have those types of uh, items or experiences, I think it's the same with pins or for many or, or hats or whatever it is. But it's when they look at that item, they're like, it's not so much that it's like their favorite ride necessarily, but it's, I think, a lot of times about an experience that they've actually lived you know, hey, like, like my story or, you know, this pin reminds me of my first trip to Disney World um, and I, I got the castle because that was the first thing that, you know, I saw or uh, when I turned the corner, uh, whatever it is. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you see that a lot in merchandising people buying things because it, it means something bigger to an experience?
1: Absolutely. I would agree with that. When you say that about Back then, you actually made me remember that um, a memory I have of going from when I was seven on when it was still Disney Village. And they had the, I guess, their equivalent of what world of Disney was then. And there was a a tree. It was a a circular area with a tree. And all around it were stuffed animals. And every trip, I was allowed to pick one plush to bring Mm. home. So I've quite the collection of that because I mean that area, that's actually where Rainforest Cafe is now. So it does it's not even there anymore. But every time you went, you could get. So I think that that is completely true. It's either a memory like yours where it wasn't your favorite attraction but it still brings something back or Mm -hmm. it's about a favorite attraction, a favorite experience, food and wine festival or holidays at the parks or the boo bash or something like that or just your favorite character can't tell you how many Rapunzel bags I have
0: (laughs) so that's it yeah 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 (laughs) yeah well I don't know that's in your uh uncountable number of bags so exactly that's why I can't tell you no one knows (laughs) yeah well that's yeah yeah that's so um yeah that bigger picture of uh, of that deeper meaning again is something that we talked about a lot on this podcast and things but the deeper meaning of you know I live close to Cedar Point it's great rides you know roller coasters all this um and I've gone you know many different times but at the end of the day it, there's not a deep meaning to it it's just a fun time on on <laughs> rides and so there's a deeper meaning to Disney which uh, you know r- there's a lot <laughs> into it and that's really I guess the bigger picture of what this podcast is about is exploring all these avenues but as far as, um, you know, this is concerned, the items kind of represent those memories with family and, and sometimes, you know, family that are no longer with us. Maybe that person has, has died that you went with or, you know, you went with your parents when they were kids and they're no longer around or you moved away or, you know, whatever it is, it's just representing maybe a little bit of the innocence or a trip or a fun memory. Um, it, and yeah, it just represents so much more than, a lot of times at least, that physical item in front of you. Definitely true. Yeah, yeah. So, so I want to. Um, on a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, I guess it is now. Um, one of my uh, new friends here from from the Disneyverse uh, world out there. He his name is Matthew Woolley, and he runs uh, Married to a Disney Addict with his wife. And um, so when I was interviewing them, he accused me of uh, like being a little too, not a little too, but he was like, you're really deep with these questions. Like, so I, I am, I get a little uh, deeper than just wanting to know your story and stuff. So I apologize for that in advance, but when I want to get to this net in this, a little deeper level, we've kind of started moving in that direction, um, but getting into like physical items themselves, and um, I know I've read research over the years, um, especially in recent years, about this trend called retail therapy. So essentially people you know buy physical items uh, if they've had a hard um, time in their life, someone has died or they're dealing with trauma or something like that, something bad has happened and there, there's something hard going on or they're, or they're even just generally stressed out. And so, hey, I feel a little bit better if I buy physical items. But the unfortunate thing is that that same research shows that the possessions don't actually bring a, like, a, kind of a lasting fulfillment. There's a short-term injection of excitement, like, I have this, I'm going to the checkout, I bought it, I brought it home, and then we set it maybe on a shelf, or, like, my pin collection, I put the pin up on the on the wall, and then it's like, hey, okay, that's kind of cool, I look up at it, but it doesn't last. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this, and why do you think that, that physical possessions can, can never make us happy, even if we kind of get the whole collection, or everything we wanted on the wish list?
1: Well, retail therapy is a real thing, I can say that's, probably i've been doing it for years yeah yeah (laughs) i definitely partake in retail therapy um as far as making you happy it sure does make you happy at the time and you might end up having remorse the second you get home (laughs) it all depends (laughs) but it does make you happy in that moment and it does bring you joy but i don't think anything possession wise or even people wise can make you happy. Happiness comes from within. So if there are no physical possessions or people that can do that for you, that's just something everyone needs to work through on their own. But if it brings you a tiny bit of happiness in that moment, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah, there. Yeah, and there's a few layers. Yeah, I agree with what you said. There's a couple different aspects to this. So, I mean, the first thing of, of that, um, of of yeah that that's never gonna make you happy and even it's interesting that you said because most people wouldn't think about it the the aspect of people because you think you know um, relationships you know people have been in in relationships where it lasted for a little bit and they dated somebody or whatever and then it it fell apart and they say you know I thought it was all it was we we're gonna be together for life and then it didn't and so but but people sometimes look at it and they say well what about like a good married relationship you're married for you know fifty years and and, and isn't that uh, life giving isn't that you know going to bring happiness and and to an extent I would say um, yes. However, there's all we're not guaranteed tomorrow and the people around us aren't either. So if our happiness and all of our you know happiness is put in a person and that person has an unfortunate accident or something happens and that person is no longer in our life, um, kind of to what you just said, it, it's even in people we're not guaranteed. That long term term happiness—it's not something that that may always be there. Sadly, uh, so whatever it is, if we're putting everything in a person or in an item, it's just not going to last. Um, so I t- completely agree with with that, and it's um, you know a lot of people wouldn't I th- I think um, think of what you were saying. So that's that's interesting and, and cool that you said that. Um, so, and, and to the second part of what you were saying, too, of, of that, that kind of short term happiness, I think there's something to that, too. Um, and this goes back to, again, to reference the interview that I did with, with Matt. Um, uh, from Married to a Disney Addict of talking about younger children and sometimes people say, you know, well, you should wait till your kids are a lot older to go to Disney because they might not really, you know, really remember the trip if you go in there two or three. Um, And that may be true, but we talked about, you know, in that moment, um, you know, when they are two, when they are three, they're, you know, they smile when they see Mickey or, you know, they enjoy a ride and they have that enjoyment for that trip. And so, just because they won't remember it, you know, twenty years from now, doesn't mean that we wouldn't bring them joy or happiness in that moment of, you know, our children at that at that time of their two at age two or three. So again, thinking about possessions, I mean, there's kind of like this this uh, balancing point kind of like you were saying earlier like it doesn't mean that we go out and buy everything and max out credit cards because we're like well i just want to feel that happiness but at the same time it's like we don't always need to say no to everything um just because uh there is something to be said about hey it's okay to have something that you enjoy we shouldn't just you know say no just because uh you know it won't it won't last forever um, so I don't know. Yeah, it, there's like this 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 tightrope that we we walk right that that like you say Sometimes you might do something and you go well, All right I, I kind of regret that as soon as you get home and other times <laughs> like this the hat I have from 25 years ago It's like oh, yeah, you know what? I'm glad my mom bought me that because it still means something You know, I'm probably gonna wear it when I ride my last ride on Splash Mountain in the current iteration uh, Just to just to kind of bring it full circle and you know, that's that sort of a thing. So Anyways, yeah, everything that you said was was great um so, how do we uh, find that? We, I guess, I, I led us into this question. But how do we do that? How do we find uh, that good balance and that that balance between purchasing, just purchasing our souvenirs and needed items and things that that you know are going to be that, that we're going to like, and kind of going overboard into a life of consumption where you know it's just get get more and more and more stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's something i'm still working on <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's okay
1: <laughs> honesty yeah, um, yeah yeah balance is hard and i mean for me personally i probably buy a lot more I'm, I'm true to what i what i say i am i definitely shop a lot and i probably should be a bit better at it however i work hard to play hard i mean i've two full-time jobs so that I can do that if I want to. Mm, I can shop and travel. And after being an adult and, you know, saving and doing all that, what's left I want to enjoy. Yeah, And if I want to do that, that's where my balance comes in. I know not everybody can work two full-time jobs and make that happen. And it's not for everyone. I just think it's never going to be worth going into severe debt too. So if that's the balance for you, I don't think it's worth going into debt for to get these souvenirs,
0: right? Yeah, but
1: people save to go and get what they want when they're there to enjoy themselves, and mm-hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with that. that sound, that's that's sure. great if you can do that. Yeah, just be mindful of what you're of what you're getting and yeah. what you're doing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can become as as any Disney fan will tell you, it could become an addiction. And I mean, I guess. A lot of people would say that that I have an addiction because i in my office right now that has Disney stuff on every wall. Uh, But, you know, there is that level of, you know, where you realize, okay, like I like again the extreme of okay i maxed out these credit cards and really it's not i might think this is this might be the most amazing thing that just came out but it's just not the the most healthy thing to do so that's kind of i guess the bottom line question is okay is this is this going to be healthy for my finances or you know for my family making this purchase you know type of a thing sometimes it may get down to those types of questions if we are truly uh, at that stage of of consumption um and hopefully you know we don't get to that point but it's kind of keeping our eyes open to that because there's just always going to be new things coming out and it's always going to be exciting and it's always going to be something out there that, that everybody wants.
1: It's so true. There are actually so many groups out there, especially like, I mean, we'll use Facebook as the example. There are so many groups where I know lots of ladies will have purchased Goonies or Lounge Flies or dresses from the dress shop, what have you, and they'll see something come around that they decide... They want more, but they can't have both, so they'll resell not for more than what it was worth, not that kind of reselling. That's not what I'm talking about, but yeah. they will go to these groups, and they will um, – a lot of the groups mandate that it has to be the cost you paid or, you know, or less, okay. um, and they will sell it so that they can buy something new.
0: Mm, yeah. That's
1: also an answer because eventually you also run out of room.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So maybe part of your personal collection, it probably, at that point, if you keep it good, uh, keep it in a nice condition at some point, is, is worth even more because now they don't make it anymore. And so maybe sell out some of the old stuff and, uh, get, and then that makes room for the new and actually provides the funds for the new.
1: Exactly. I mean, it doesn't necessarily... Ha- I mean, yes, they are worth more, some of them, but it's not even... I'm not talking about making money off of it. I'm just literally talking about you sell it in a group for... Mm. The same or less, depending on its condition, and then you could buy the new bag. And then you just, yeah. that's how you get through getting new souvenirs, but not yeah. spending more money.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, that uh, that requires probably the, the level of actually keeping your things nice so that people want to yes. buy them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, So um, is there any uh, upcoming, I know you mentioned your trip to Disneyland, is there anything upcoming that you can share about the Disney Fashionista people should be looking out for in the next few months, into the next year?
1: Oh gosh, Uh, well there's always new things coming out, aren't there? There, Uh, Yeah, that's
0: the bottom line I guess.
1: (laughs) Right, all the holiday stuff isn't out yet though, so I would say... Everybody stay tuned for that, because Halloween is fast approaching, and we've already seen some stuff show up on Shop Disney, but a lot of stuff is park-exclusive, so we're really excited to see some of that start coming out, and I would expect to see that within the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, maybe, hopefully there will be sooner. some while I'm there next week, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, um, there it, might be. There will definitely, I. it seems to be. Um, we'll see, but there should be maybe a little even more for Christmas, um, in the terms of the, of the parties, even for example, at the Halloween party, um, there is not a, a parade. It's, it's limited from last year's stuff, uh, but they did just announce that there will actually be the Mickey parade, um, yes! the Christmas parade. So that kind of shows in the same way, they don't have a... Again, I'm thinking of pins, but they don't have a pin for the Halloween party. Maybe they will for this year's Christmas party. So There was
1: no merch for the Halloween party. I was at the first very one. Strange. I ran around and asked everyone and there was nothing. They're like, Oh, it's right there. I'm like, No, that's the regular <laughs> Halloween merch. Where's my special merch? And yeah. it didn't exist. So we will have um we will there. Lindsay will be there for the first Christmas party. I will actually be there for the second one. So if something – sometimes right now with shipping and all that, we found it quite frequently. Like the 50th Junies didn't release on October 1st because they were held back in shipping Um, thanks to coming from overseas. So who knows if everything will be there in time for the first party.
0: Yeah,
1: But maybe it will be there by the second party, and I will be able to catch it. But we will definitely be sharing that kind of stuff. But, yeah, the parade coming back is super exciting and fireworks. Yeah. Very exciting.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of new things, not only with the fiftieth, but of course with the holidays and different things coming up as well. So excited to go there myself for a little bit uh, next week, and then back in February. But uh, I'll be, I'll probably come back with with several different pins on you know both of those trips at the very least. So. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> lots to choose from yeah absolutely well thank you again so much for uh for talking to us and joining us and um i will like i say put a link to all your stuff in the show notes today so people can go over and check it out
1: thanks so much for having me it was fun talking to you
0: yeah hope that you enjoyed this episode we have a lot of resources available to you on our website beyondthepixiedust.com from our recent book that just came out to our live shows and our facebook community page where we can resource each other and uh, kind of seek after this hope and meaning together as disney fans in our world that we explore in this podcast so until next week visit beyondthepixiedust.com and i hope to hear from you real soon